I'm really jazzed up about being here. I guess I'm all just giggly and bubbly because I missed out last week. And, uh, but we had a great time in, in Nicaragua. But before I tell you about Nicaragua, um, it is our mission at The Way. Um, I don't know if you guys know our mission statement, but um, it's, uh, it is our mission to reach people with the life-giving message of Jesus that they might become fully devoted followers of Christ. We want to reach people with the life-giving message of Jesus that they might become fully devoted followers of Jesus. And so, essentially, Jesus said, there's two things that you got to know to do in life. One, you have to love the Lord with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and you have to love your neighbor. And this is a difficult task for us to learn to love God with all of our heart, with all of our mind, with all of our soul. It's almost like they all don't ever line up at the same time. It's like sometimes I, I'm serving, I'm doing great things for Jesus, and sometimes my mind is checked out, or sometimes my heart's checked out. And it's like, how do we stay engaged all the time? We do it in community. Uh, but we are about do, build, making disciples. We all have been called and commissioned. Let me say this again. We all have been called and commissioned. We all have been called and commissioned to become like Jesus. This is the most important thing that we do. And so as a church, I'm grateful that we gather um, on Sundays and we worship. But I do want you to know that the thing that means most to us is that you are in your life becoming like Jesus more and more. And so uh, we want to uh, make fully devoted followers of Christ. People that are on Tuesday morning at work saying, God, use me. Or God, I, I shouldn't have said that. Can, I'm, I apologize, and, we're, and we're, we walk in humility and, and love for his people. Anyways, um, this is our mission, that we would reach people with the life-giving message of Jesus, that they might become fully devoted followers of Jesus. And with that being said, uh, this last week, we took a team to Nicaragua, and uh, it was a blast. Uh, I think there was 10 of us, and we took a, a few younger ones. This is actually one of our youngest trips I've ever done, I've ever gone on, and it was um, so powerful. It was just special. And uh, I have some photos for you that I wanted to show you. So if you're on the podcast, you can't see them. I'm sorry, but um, it was hard. I mean, we struggled the whole time. There was almost nothing relaxing that we did or anything beautiful that we got to see on this trip. And uh, I mean, it was really just like work the whole time. Uh, everywhere we went, it just seemed like it was like pressing in and just, you know, really struggling. Yeah. I'm just, uh, and there was a couple moments that we had of relaxation, you know, where it was like we were, it was like we were just, you know, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Listen, we, we had a lot of fun and we, uh, we got to go to the coffee farm, the coffee that we make here. Uh, JB actually roasts the coffee here at church. Um, but what's really neat is, uh, he buys it, um, picked from Nicaragua, um, right from this coffee farm from our friends that we planted these churches with. And, uh, so we got to go to the coffee farm and see the whole process, the way coffee is being made. It was really rad to walk on a coffee farm and see the whole process from where it's, it's grown, picked, roasted and, and made for you guys. And so it's just super, super duper cool. But um, anyways, I, there's, I wanted to show you the team uh, that we had. This was, uh, this was us, uh, all the gringos hanging out there in, uh, in Nicaragua, and um, it was super wonderful. We, uh, we, it was a VBS, so it was focused on kids. That was like the highlight of the week. And so we saw hundreds of kids come to church. It was super just, it was just special. And to see them sit in these little groups, we had them at the last week, sit in groups of like 10, 
and we asked them who wanted to give their lives to Jesus and to see all their hands go up all around the room. And we were praying with them in little groups with leaders. It was just special. And what's super cool is, is that though you can't speak their language always, you can see when God is touching someone. The language of God transcends English, Spanish, Portuguese, whatever it is you got. But it was special to see God ministering to people and the, just the bond. We, we reached, we went to, and we spoke with thousands of kids throughout the week. Uh, and a few hundred came to church um, for the thing. But man, it was just the bond and the connection. And it was funny how many times our kids were sad to leave a kid they just met. And the kids were sad to see them leave and it was a real special bond. We're gonna go again next year. And uh, when we go, uh, some of the ways that we're gonna go next time, if there's anyone that's handy and you'd say, man, I'd like to be a part of doing some neat things. Here's what we did is we went last week and we, um, it was their 10 year anniversary of the day that I helped them start their church 10 years ago. What's really neat about that is uh, coming up here in about 10 months, eight months, we will have uh, the Ways 10-year anniversary of the time that we launched our church. And uh, so that's pretty cool. But uh, they're doing some pretty rad things. Uh, since they, we, they started their church, they've since started 45 churches, um, all in the, uh, in the mountains of, of Matagalpa, Nicaragua. And so we've gotten to go several times and go and hang out with them. We love the, our friends there. And um, this is actually, we're standing on a church that was about to be built the next week. Um, all the wood and the two by fours and the stuff uh, that they were going to use to 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 just build a, a little a little shack for them in the mountains and these these folks they have just about nothing and so they don't really need much but you put a building up and people will gather for it man it's special to see church that doesn't need the AC in the room to be the right temperature and doesn't need pat padded cushion seats because uh, they don't have them it's uh, it's remarkable to see people just pray without uh, a great acoustic paneling and uh, all the other stuff that we are blessed with here in the States. And so anyways, we're gonna take a trip to go into the mountains next week and next year, not next week. If you wanna go with us, uh, come see me and we'd love to tell you about it. That was our trip to Nicaragua. I know a lot of you guys asked and so it was cool to see uh, several kids accept Christ. It was just, it was very emotional. It was very beautiful. And it was cool to take our kids, our little ones and um, yeah, it's our mission to reach people with the life-giving message of Jesus that they might become fully devoted followers of Christ. This is a special week for me in the spectrum of the year. Twice a year, we kind of reset what we're doing and what we're about and kind of get back to uh, who we are and what we're trying to do. We do two different sets of connect groups throughout the year. Uh, one is uh, we start in January, February, and one we start in August, September. And uh, our connect groups really are the heartbeat of the church. It's how we will see growth. I do not want to be a part of a church that isn't on fire for God. That is my desire that we are a people that desire to be more like him. And so Connect Groups really is a big part of who we are and what we're about to do. And so with that in mind, we, we have today's message. It's kind of the, just to talk about who our church is and what we're trying to do so that we don't miss the vision of our church. Does that make sense? So with that being said, who is the way and what are we trying to do? Well, we're trying to reach people with the life-giving message of Jesus that they might become fully devoted followers of Jesus. And we have four values here at the, at the, at the at church. Um, some of you guys have heard them. It's the word, um, the Holy Spirit, 
generosity and relationships. And these are the things that we really just, every week we, we try to say, these, this is what we're about, this is what we're about, this is what we're about. And we've had these values since we started the church. The word, the Holy Spirit, um, generosity and relationships. And, and why do we think that these are important? I think that these are pillars in Christianity that you can, you can do your best to love God, but if you don't have a relationship with God's word, you're executing a relationship with God out of your own mindset. And what that looks like is like if you were to meet a, a young lady or a young man and have a relationship with them, but you didn't love them the way they want it to be loved, the relationship would be very, very uneven. What I mean is everyone in your life, you have to listen to what they want. And if you want to have a relationship with God, he's moving in your life. But your objective is to say, God, what do you want for me in my life? And you, this is how we start this thing. So we have four points of our sermon. And really, when we started the church, it all came from one passage in the Bible. And uh, I was reading 10 years ago saying, God, if we were to have a Bible study, what would we want our little community to look like? We didn't even really know it was going to be a church, uh, Rach. We just kind of said, let's, let's hang out and love God. Let's hang out and love God. Let's hang out and love God. And what would it look like if we were to meet every week? What would we want church to look like? Well, this is what we want it to look like. If you have your Bibles or your phones or whatever you use um, to, uh, to read, if you'd go to Acts chapter 2, uh, verse 41. So what happened was Jesus... Uh, was crucified on the cross, and uh, then he rose again three days later. And when he rose again, everyone knew that Jesus was Lord. And he, he approached the disciples who were freaked out of their mind. They could not believe that Jesus had ascended. And, uh, and, so, and then he, when Jesus went to heaven, he left his Holy Spirit for all of his believers. Some people don't know the, what the Holy Spirit is. The Holy Spirit is Jesus. Jesus is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is Jesus. Jesus is the Holy Spirit. Jesus could only talk to 12 people at a time or 100 people or 1,000 people. But in order for him to minister to 7 billion people at the same time, he left his Holy Spirit so that his spirit can be in you and me. And last week I was in Nicaragua and God was with me there and he was here with you. And, uh, and I think that that's a, a glorious, beautiful thing. So when Jesus ascended to, to God, all of the, the Holy Spirit was poured out on all the people, all, all of his disciples, and they were filled with the power of God, and they begin to go out in the streets, and they begin to declare that Jesus was Lord, and everyone should repent and be baptized and come to know the Lord, and come to know the Lord, and come to know the Lord, and saying that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and there is no way to the Father but through Jesus. And as people begin to turn their hearts to this, uh, they were saved. And the scripture says that those that, who believed uh, what Peter said were baptized and they were added to the church that day, about 3,000 in all. And I think that that's a pretty powerful thing. I, you know, what's funny is I've heard so many preachers say, man, I wish that I could see 3,000 people come to know the Lord. And it, what blows my mind is we've seen this thousands of times since then uh, where people come to know the Lord in droves. Uh, in the 80s, you know, there was Jimmy Swaggart Ministries and, and Billy Graham Crusades. And, and, uh, and now if you were just go on Google and you could see Reinhardt Bunky Crusades where on earth today, more than a million people in one day, more than a, a million people in one moment are receiving Christ as their savior on earth. It's been neat to go to Nicaragua and, and Honduras and uh, Peru and some of the other countries and see a whole nation turn their hearts to God in a day. 
a nation and all the states in the nation declaring that Jesus is the Lord of their country in a day. Man, that's like powerful. I'm like, God, if you can do that in America, if you can do that in America, if you can do that in America. And um, anyways, uh, we're seeing God do great things all over the place. I have to stay on topic. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rabbit trail one more time. Uh, some friends of mine just announced uh, something really neat uh, that's happening here in the U.S. They've been praying, how do we see what God is doing overseas happen in the U.S.? And we figured, well, what is one of the biggest cities or states that would be the hardest to reach in the country? And, uh, and they circled Los Angeles. And so what they've done is they've, broke, they've contacted some of the largest pastors in Los Angeles, and they met together, and they begin to ask the smaller pastors in Los Angeles to meet together, and they've all committed to doing an outreach on one day where all of Los Angeles would, would, uh, would, would turn to God. So they're going to minister through the streets of L.A., each church in one name, in, uh, and it's going to happen next year. And I just, I love it, man. God, move in our country. God, move in our country. And we read scriptures like this, and we're like, God, if you can only do it here. We've done it so many times. Well, we go blitz Lakeland, you know? And uh, anyways, I'm going to tell you about it here. So this was the verse that came up. It said, all the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship and the sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper and to prayer. All the believers, after the 3,000, devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to the sharing of meals. And so with that, we made our first value. We think if we want the church to be alive, the first thing that we have to do is devote ourselves to the apostles' teachings, to Ephesus and Philippi and Thessalonians and to whatever Paul wrote about, man, this is what we need to bind our hearts to and we need to get it in our lives. And God, what do you want from me? And, uh, and so it says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and, and, to, and to fellowship and, uh, and to the sharing of meals, including the Lord's Supper. Today, we're going to take uh, communion together. It's open communion. Anyone can share it with us. Uh, we welcome all to have communion with us this day. And uh, then in verse 43, and so well, let me show you uh, just a, a beautiful uh, script, uh, picture of, of what the what the word of God looks like in our church. Um, there it is. Oh, man. Most beautiful girl in every room she's ever been in. I don't know how she does it. That's my bride, and uh, I love her. And uh, she looks super cool in her leather jacket, all hip and everything. Anyways, uh, so we wanted to make sure that when we met together that we devoted ourselves to the word. This is what you should see in your church in the day that we are not committed to God's word is the day that I hope that you guys detach from this community. It's 100% not healthy when we adopt the views of this world rather than the views of God's word. Because I want to make sure that God's word changes me, not my lifestyle. Because I'm going to find a lot of things. The world is going to teach me things, but they're not godly things. And so it's important that my heart strays and it always comes back to what the Lord is doing and saying for our lives. Does that make sense? Cool. Um, then in verse 43, it says that a deep sense of awe came over all of them and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. A deep sense of awe came over all of them and, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. A deep sense of awe came over them, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. You know what I love is that I love every week that we come, 
the Holy Spirit meets me here. Every week that we come together, the Holy Spirit meets me here. Every week. Feels like sometimes if I can just get to Sunday, man, it'd be so good. It, when I come, it's like my tank gets recharged. I get refilled up and I can, I can drive further now. It's like there's a charge that comes in my life. There's some scripture, uh, some photos I want to show you of just what I think of when I think of the church and some of the powerful moments. They said that last week, Tom Benningus came and he filled the altars and people were, um, were asking for the Lord to move in their families and in their finances and in their homes. And man, that's all that I love. That I love some of the, the way the Holy Spirit has moved in our church and the way people have been touched. And some people have received the Holy Spirit for the first time and they've, they've been baptized in God's anointing. We've seen healings and just glorious things that God has done right here in these altars. But the way the Holy Spirit moves in our church is fantastic. Today, we're gonna do a water baptism when service is over. Maybe you're here today and you've not been baptized since you've dedicated your life to Jesus or maybe even rededicated your life to Jesus. It's important that, we, that you all understand that when Peter stood up and he said, repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus, we all make a stand for the Lord and we tell the world, my life is different now that I'm in Christ. Let me say that again. My life is different now that I'm in Christ. I, if you are going to call yourself a Christian, you have to protect the words that you say, the way that you treat people, uh, the way that you act around others. It's not easy. Look, you're going to drop the ball a million times. But when you mess up, let people know that you suck. Let people know that, that God knows that you're an idiot and you told him that you're an idiot and you want to tell others. Like It's important because people are watching you. People are watching you for a lot of reasons. One, because they want to believe God because of the way you live. And a lot of people are also wanting to not believe in God because of the way that you live. I've seen this, man. I know people that choose to not love God because they know a Christian. And let it be said that the people of the way, that the people that love Jesus, man, that we live in such a way that this world knows that we love God and we, we're honest about it. Does that make sense? Yep. I'm excited about water baptism today. Um, one of the things that I'm most excited about, man, I'm so pumped. Today's a really cool day for me. Uh, I'm, I'm going to water baptize my son today. And uh, I just think that's, and a few others, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, but those people are just, no, man, it's a beautiful thing anytime anyone gets water baptized. But man, uh, praise, praise God for the Holy Spirit. Listen, you can't be a believer without the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that it, you can't even confess that Jesus is Lord without the Holy Spirit. You can't be born again without the Holy Spirit because flesh is born of flesh, John chapter three said, and spirit gives birth to spirit. And so when you become in love with Christ, it's the Holy Spirit that speaks to you and touches your heart. And it's from that moment on, your spirit will identify with God every time he calls your name. We're gonna talk about that next week telling you next week is going to be, oh man, I'm afraid that I get through that message somehow. It's going to be great. Okay. So uh, our first value is the word of God. And our second value is the Holy Spirit. Our third value is generosity. Check this out. This is what happened in the book of Acts. After Jesus ascended to heaven, he left his Holy Spirit on his disciples. They went outside, began to tell people about Jesus. 3,000 people were added to the church and they began to meet together. They began to share God's word pray for the Holy Spirit to move, and then this happened. And this is what I think the church should look like. 
It says, a deep sense of awe came over all of them, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. And all of the believers met together in one place, and they shared everything that they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. It's been one of my favorite things in, in, over the course of, I remember when some people have said, hey, uh, I have a car that I don't need anymore. Is there anyone in your church that needs it? Yes, there are people here that need a car. I love this church and how much you guys give because we can write a check to the Dream Center and say, hey guys, uh, who else can you reach uh, this week? We can go and help uh, Blessings of Hope right around the corner knowing that they're feeding three to 500 families. I don't know if you know because many of us eat three, four, six meals a day in Lakeland, but Lakeland is actually, uh, Polk County is, is in the country one of the most malnourished counties in the country. There are so many children here that don't have food on a weekly basis that they go to school to get their only meal that they're gonna eat. Uh, it blows my mind. And I'm like, that's not true. No, 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 no. Don't take my word. Ask Google. Polk County poverty, it's embarrassing. And it's awesome to see places like Blessings of Hope and, and the Dream Center and what we're doing for the community. And I thank God that you guys give as much as you do because we can help keep those communities running. Amen? Amen? Awesome. And so anyways, we've done a lot of things over the years. Uh, just this last year, so in one year's time, I wanted to show you some of the photos that we've done uh, that have been pretty rad. Uh, here we are with all the little kiddos, man. When we packed, uh, I think it was 106 boxes that we gave to Operation Christmas Child. Is that right? Operation Christmas. Yeah. And so, uh, or it's fascinating to see these little kids put toys in a shoebox for another kid. And I mean, kids learn the instinct of, is this my toy? Can I keep it? No, no, we're giving this to other little children. And it's awesome to partner with Billy Graham's ministry, Franklin Graham's ministry, and see these, these boxes go all around the world. Uh, there was another one here. This was uh, one year ago today. Uh, we actually shipped 300 pairs of shoes to Nicaragua for the churches uh, that, were, that were of the people that they had need there. That was super rad. Joyce came forward and said, hey, look, man, with the hurricanes up in the panhandle, can we do anything? Yes, we can. And all of the resources begin to come in. And she said, I'm going to drive up there. And she almost couldn't shut the door on her car. I love it. And she just said, I'm so happy that I don't know where I'm going to put my suitcase. And I'm like, only you, Joyce, would do that. But she's so, uh, so wonderful. And uh, and then this was last year uh, when we did um, the Serve Lakeland and we went over to Noah's Ark and we're ministering with uh, the, 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 the disabled over there and just giving back and just giving back and just giving back. I love it, I love it, I love it. And so I'm so grateful to know that uh, this last weekend, uh, as I was in Nicaragua, keep on this photo here, the little girl in the red shirt right there, her name is Nancy, and Nancy was disabled. She had a severe hip problem. She um, was 13 years old, and she could barely walk. And uh, I met Nancy as we were walking through the city, and we were praying from house to house with some of the families, and uh, the father asked if we wanted to come in and pray with her. And so we said yes. We went in. This is what's behind us. Um, from the white to white, that is their entire home. It measured about 12 feet by 10 feet. And they had seven um, people that lived in that um, 12 by 10 area. That's smaller than any bedroom in my house. Um, and they had seven people living in that one little space. And uh, they are all sleeping on the floor. We went in and began to pray with them and uh, asked them about their needs. And uh, it came out later that they, uh, they, if they can have anything, they'd love to just have a roof on their house. Uh, 
There was too many holes and it rains every day and it rains on the kids um, at night when they're sleeping. And they said that that's hard. And so uh, what we did is, um, I'm gonna show you another photo. I partnered with a friend that I met down there. His name is Preston and Preston uh, is a war veteran and he lost his legs in the war. And uh, we partnered with him and uh, we decided that we were gonna buy um, uh, three beds for the kids. So we got a set of bunk beds, um, a full size and a twin. And we got Nancy her own cot that she can fold up and fold down every day when we were there. And uh, I love that that cot is hers. She started crying because it was the first bed that she's ever had in her life. And now the whole family can actually, the kids can sleep on one and the parents can sleep on another. And uh, we put a new roof on for them and we gave them a big old bag of rice and beans and cooking oil. And the family uh, was just moved. And I want you to know that that wasn't me, um, that was you. Um, because we had funds with us when we went to Nicaragua and we said we can afford... <laughs> We can afford to put a roof on someone's house, uh, and it cost us uh, little to nothing, but um, it was awesome, and I just want to thank you guys for sending us to Nicaragua, and uh, many of you guys gave to the trip that we could help with this, but um, it was awesome what we got to do for Nancy. We gave them uh, three beds, some food for the week, and a, um, and a new roof for their house. And uh, I couldn't do that for any one of you in this church, but it was glorious to know that we can do it for them. And they were so elated. It was uh, really wonderful. Anyways, uh, generosity. It's why the church exploded. They would share the word with one another. They would believe God for signs and wonders and miracles that God would move in their church. They would give radically to one another again and again and again. And that's what Tatiana is doing as, as, as they're going to the Dream Center and as people are going to help out in the food pantry this is what will explode. Like it's one, the whole world that we are surrounded with are selfish. Everyone, and I'm not being mean to anyone, but we are consumers as Americans. We live for ourselves. We live to get more. And so when we give radically, it looks different. It looks like love. It looks like Jesus. The last thing that happens here is um, they, uh, they sold, uh, they, in verse 46, they worshiped together at the temple each day and met in homes for the Lord's Supper and shared meals with great joy and generosity while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those that were being saved. It says that each day they'd, they'd meet together in worship and they'd go together in each other's houses. Uh, Logan, would you help me with the elements? And Rachel, would you come back? It says that each day they would meet together in their homes. You know, most of the, the, the scriptures in the Bible were written to churches like Ephesus. They believe that somewhere between 13 and 30 people made up of the church of Ephesus. I tell people that we have a small church um, because in Lakeland, we do have a small church. Uh, but most churches that are actually gonna be most effective are, are actually designed to be small where we can have relationship together. And I want our church to grow. I want our church to grow. I want our church to grow. But please understand the vision of our church is to grow small. We want to grow in circles. Next week, we are starting connect groups, and I am radical about it because I want to see God move in your life. We're going to pass out the elements right now, and everyone is free to take one. I'll explain it in a minute. Don't take it. Take it. Don't eat it yet. That is what we want you to do. Thank you, guys. I appreciate your help. And so... Um, so the church grew because people would meet together, share the word of God together, have faith together, give generously together, and take communion together. And so today, this is what we want our church to look like, like the book of Acts. 
chapter two, when, the, when God was growing the church and people were getting saved and people were giving their lives together, it's because we wanna be a church that believes God for you to get the miracle you need in your life. We wanna be a church that keeps the word of God in front of us at all times. We wanna see the Holy Spirit move in our ministry. We wanna give radically and we wanna make sure that no one can grow spiritually alone. You're gonna need people in your life. Let me say this again, guys, I'm sorry. You're gonna need people in your life if you wanna grow. So I'm gonna read this passage and we'll, we'll have a song and then we'll take communion. Is that cool? When the hour came, Jesus and his apostles reclined at the table and he said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. And I tell you that I will not eat it again until it finds fulfillment in the kingdom of God. And after taking the cup, he gave thanks. And he said, take this cup and divide it among you for I tell you that I will not drink again of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. He took the bread and he gave thanks and he broke it. And he said to them, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after cup, he took the cup saying, this is the cup of the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. To some of you, this doesn't make much sense. I'm gonna try to make it make sense. The way's vision is to love God's word, to rely on his Holy Spirit, to be generous in everything that we do in our life, and to maintain relationships with people that love God. In doing so, we wanna have small circles where people can dialogue God's word and a place for you to serve. What I mean by that is that everyone here in this room has a gift of God. Everyone has an ability to do something great for God. And what I have found in my life, and maybe I'm the only person, but when I'm not using the gifts of God inside my life, I feel not activated in Christ. I feel like, God, what are you not doing with me? You have something special to give back to this church, and it's not just money. But you have gifts inside of you that could make this community better and more enriched. And we wanna help you find the gift of God inside of you. what Jesus wanted to do was make sure that you knew that his body was broken for you and that his blood was poured out.